BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. Uh, This morning I was on the phone a couple of times with Israel. Uh, Individuals in Israel, I had received a call from a former rabbi that lived in the Milwaukee area, but uh, moved to Israel several years ago, now 89 years old. And while on the phone with him, yeah, the sirens went off again, and he just said at his age, it's just hard to make it to a shelter every time the, the, uh, the alarms go off. Uh, I spoke briefly with a member of the Knesset this morning, with whom I'm hoping to have some follow-up conversation as well. But uh, just a short while ago, a headline from Israel National News read, Three rocket barrages launched in one day. The Knesset was interrupted today in the opening of their winter session. A ground offensive may soon be unfolding, ladies and gentlemen. And I just want to uh, highlight that tomorrow we plan to have with us Chris Katolka from the Friends of Israel uh, Ministries. And Wednesday, Lord willing, Richard Schmidt from Prophecy Focus Ministries. Alex Newman weighing in on Thursday of this week. A number of uh, uh, full programs will be devoting to Israel. But friends, I want you to know that the world is just absolutely horrified to know how infants and young children were barbarically killed by Hamas. I mean, the world is outraged, and, and rightly so. But it amazes me how enraged the world is over this situation, while at the same time sanctioning the, t- the taking of life of the preborn by equally barbaric measures. I mean, while this is going on with Israel, we've got the vice president doing, a, you know, jaunting around the country to promote abortion. Well, friends, we've got a lot to unpack today. Joining us, we do welcome back Pastor Jim Harden, the president and CEO of Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York. Jim did pioneer the first measurable and repeatable medical model in the pregnancy center movement, helping hundreds of centers nationwide become more effective at reaching more women and saving more babies from abortion. He's written extensively on medical ethics, uh, executive leadership, and the pro-life strategy. Pastor Jim, thank you for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Thanks for having me back, Jim. It's an honor. And I know you're following with great interest uh, this evil attack on Israel. Uh, Share your thoughts with us about what's been unfolding over the past week. Yeah, well, you know, just as Hamas has no regard for the lives of innocent babies, neither does Antifa or those politicians and appointed bureaucratic bad actors that sympathize with the Antifa goals. This is... um, displayed, you know, in in, in their militant support of abortion, as you described with Kamala Harris, and and fomenting pro-abortion terrorist action through hateful rhetoric and and, and the refusal to denounce the violence. Antifa Black Lives Matter, BLM, supports the destructive actions of Hamas for the same larger philosophical reasons as do left-wing pro-abortion U.S. House representatives, politicians like Cori Bush out of Missouri, Rashida Tlaib out of Michigan, They're all obeying the request of the founding Hamas leader, Khalid Mashal, who asked, quote, political pressure from Muslim leaders to stop Israel's invasion of Gaza. So, I mean, arguably the most politically influential university in the United States, Harvard, issued an open letter from 34 student organizations in support of Hamas, blaming Israel for the violence that has been inflicted upon them. So, So it's just amazing to see. And look, the attacks on Hamas, people need to recognize, Christians in particular, that the attacks by Hamas on Israel are representative of a larger global movement to destroy the nation-state system that's supported by the Judeo-Christian moral framework and the free market. These Antifa people in the United States, pro-abortion domestic terrorists, including transgender people and eco-terrorists, are all the same, and they have the same goal. They have the same dress code as Hamas. You look at pictures of Hamas, they're wearing black block face masks, and all, all the way down to fatigues. And, and they're encouraging the same kinds of waves of attacks. In fact, Khalid Mashal, who called for the, the uh, International Day of Jihad, mm-hmm. called it, uh, he, he referred to their strategy of attacks as fourth-generation warfare, which the, the former irregular warfare expert out of the Pentagon, Rich Higgins, called fourth-generation warfare. It's waves of, waves of, of, of attacks. And the final wave is supposed to be a flood toppling the, uh, the, the, the nation-state system they're attacking. The Friday of Al-Aqsa flood is what he actually called it. And so, you know, we see this in, in the United States, the attacks themselves 
are designed to recruit more uh, insurgents. And the put down of the attacks, like is about to happen by Israel against uh, Hamas in Gaza, is going to be, I predict, another means for them to engage in propaganda to recruit more people. See, look, they're going to cry foul. They're going to say they're racist. They're going to say they're fascists. And it's going to incite more international unrest with Antifa and, and Islamic terrorists. Their goal, their stated goal, this is not my opinion, their stated goal is to destroy and dismantle the nation-state system to pave the way for a global communism. Now, I'm not sure that the Islamists want a global communism. And they're not going to want to share power with the communists. But that's what their goal is, to destroy the nation-state system, all the same. Pastor Jim Harden with us today. And I see as, as Israel defends itself from Hamas, a group that denies Israel the right to exist, that Israel has launched its its own airstrikes in the Gaza Strip. We understand that a Planned Parenthood's only center in Gaza was destroyed following an Israeli airstrike to an adjacent building. But Planned Parenthood, uh, Pastor Jim, they sent out an emergency alert uh, to its supporters saying, we need don- donations, complaining that women who can't get abortions are going to be forced to give birth. Well, like I said, um, Hamas has no interest, and neither does the pro-abortion Antifa abortion empire around the world. They have no interest in saving lives. Their only interest is in destroying them. The ends justify the means for them. And so uh, Planned Parenthood is a a modern manifestation of eugenics, which, of course, has had its logical conclusion with Nazi Germany in, uh, in, in World War II. This is what is happening all over again, but people are just using different words. They don't care about protecting people. They don't care about human dignity. In a world where there is no God, where God has been rejected, there can be no shared sense of right and wrong. Nietzsche is the only honest philosopher when he said, when you extract God from society, I'm paraphrasing, all you have left is the will to power. There is no external, objective understanding of what is good and what is right. And so whoever has the power and the will to gain it um, will win and, and create their own rules. This is what's happening right now. You see it in America with the dechristianization of medicine, of education, uh, of, of, of government, um, the attacks of, on, on pro-life Christian organizations like ours and the, the, the uh, desire for the FBI and the DOJ to turn the, a blind eye to these attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're, this is a global problem, and I think Christians need to recognize this as a shot across the bow of, of, of the church and, and the nation-state system uh, in the modern West. Friends, remind, be mindful of what it says in John chapter 10 about the thief cometh not, but, to, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. There is uh, very much a, 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 a total, uh, you know, magnets repelling against one another, so to speak. The opposite worldviews are taking place between death and destruction and life everlasting. Pastor Jim, as I mentioned uh, on this uh, talk show several times, we, we see battles happening on multiple fronts, and our eyes are on Israel, what's taking place there, and certainly we're going to be devoting entire programs to Israel, but while the world is focused on Israel, we also have to focus on other battles that are taking place, and one of which, as I mentioned, Vice President Kamala Harris on tour promoting abortion, just on a campaign stop in Las Vegas, discussing guns and abortion, voting rights, equality, and climate change, and it was on to Flagstaff, Arizona, and as I observe this administration, they are absolutely obsessed with speaking of taking the lives of the pre-born in the womb, no matter what the cost. Yes, and they, this is their vision. They have, a, they have a moral vision, and I'm using the word moral in air quotes, a moral vision of America. They, they, they staved off uh, the red wave in the 2022 presidential elections by making, uh, by making the election about abortion, which was a moral issue. And the reason why Republicans, pro-life Republicans, ostensibly lost in mass is because they refuse to talk about the moral issues and instead replace them with, you know, the issues like crime or uh, inflation, all, all important, but they're downstream from a morally decaying society. We, we've got to make, a moral, make America moral again. And so Kamala Harris and the Biden administration and Democrats have, have, have figured it out. They figured it out. They, they know that you've got to have a vision of America in order to get elected. And while their vision is evil, 
um, we, we need to call it out as such, and we need, we need to identify uh, leaders who can say, look, this is what's happening. It's the job of government to protect all people equally, not to play on, on, the, uh, on the heartstrings of kind of the, the, the weak-minded, uneducated masses who, who, who are thinking that their, their rights are going to be stolen from them. It's all propaganda. Uh, what we need is somebody to come along and say it's not the job of government to uh, determine which classes of people uh, to protect and which ones not to protect. It is the job of government to protect all people equally. Yeah. And while the, while the Dobbs case came out and said, hey, let's, let's give the states back the ability to, to regulate or restrict abortion. Fantastic. It's still the purview of the federal government to protect all people equally without qualification, without partiality. Look at the 14th Amendment. You know, everybody should be equally protected under the law. Look at the Fifth Amendment. You should not deprive anybody of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. Look at the Declaration of Independence. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life being the first and foremost that presupposes all others. This is what, this is what pro-life statesmen ought to understand. And if they have to look to a, a constitutional legal expert in order to make a determination as to whether or not they should protect preborn boys and girls, they disqualify themselves from office. Hmm. They need to have a vision of protecting all people in this country, not just the ones that vote for them. Let's uh, move on to the, the disarray that's in the House of Representatives right now. We saw Speaker McCarthy uh, removed. Uh, Steve Scalise could not muster up a majority of votes within the House. It's being questioned if uh, Congressman Jim Jordan can muster enough votes from his party as there's significant opposition uh, that's going on. I've even seen some reports where some so-called moderate Republicans might be working with Democrats to put Hakeem Jeffries into position. Some have mm-hmm. described him as being left of Nancy Pelosi. Uh, yep. your, your comment on on, on what's going on in the House of Representatives. Uh, mark my words, New York State will be, an, will be a battleground state for the 2024 election. And Hakeem Jeffries will become the next Speaker of the House if people don't wake up. Hakeem Jeffries um, is, is, is somebody we need to be very, very concerned about because if people aren't, aren't aware, Hakeem Jeffries is coming out of New York State, as is Chuck Schirmer, who is going to be the leader of the Senate, right? Um, you're going to have New York State liberal, Democrat, socialist, communist, New York State, leading both houses of, 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 of representation and Senate, right? I mean, this is, this is, this is a nightmare scenario. And uh, Jim, this is what, what I'm saying is this particular situation is unprecedented in the, in the, in the House of Representatives. Yes. We need an unprecedented uh, speaker of the House, somebody who is outside of the elected system that can be appointed and is not having to be concerned about uh, elections, you know, getting 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 money to get reelected or 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 consensus and compromise. This is what re, re, this is how Republicans lose, and that's why Scalise. I was happy to see him step away from the speakership because he was doing the same thing that Republicans are doing ahead of the 2022 midterms when they all lost. He was doing the same consensus and compromise garbage, uh, and talking about crime and and uh, and and uh, you know it, the economy and all these things. Again, good things to talk about, but we need a moral leader. And Jim Jordan, while he's he's been strong on holding the FBI and the DOJ accountable for their abdication of duty uh, to 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 apply the law equally, especially when it comes to you know full abortion attacks on pro-lifers, I think we need somebody from the outside who's impervious uh, to the corruption. We're going to take a quick break. Come back to this point, friends. You're listening to Crosstalk here. As uh, yes, not only a battle going on with Israel right now, but there's also a battle for life, and uh, we'll be discussing that further after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how old is the moon? Chris, according to evolution, the Earth and the moon are about the same age, nearly 5 billion years old. But there's a problem. We observe that the moon is slowly moving away from the Earth. If you assume that it's always been moving away, then you can calculate how close it was to Earth at some time in the past. A billion years ago, the moon would be in contact with the Earth. Scientifically, this could not be. The Bible says that on day one of creation week, God created the Earth, but it was on day four that he created the moon. They were not ever connected. Chris, it shouldn't surprise us, but the scientific information fits with the biblical information. Science supports scripture and not evolution or long ages. Let's go back to Genesis and get it right. To find out more about creation science, visit us on the web at www.icr.org. That's www.icr.org. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. And uh, friends, this whole world is in disarray. And uh, certainly how badly this world needs Jesus. And uh, certainly he is the way, the truth, and the life. And it's so important for us to be ambassadors for Christ uh, in that circle of influence that you have, the people that you come in contact with. Scripture calls upon us to be both salt and light, not one or the other. It's a twofold responsibility that we have. With us today, Pastor Jim Harden, President and CEO of Compass Care um, uh, Pregnancy Services in New York. And uh, friends, you recognize uh, Pastor Jim as uh, representing an agency that has been firebombed. They have come under multiple attacks uh, of uh, certainly vandalism at their centers by those who... uh, do not uh, hold to to a moral worldview as as they do a biblical worldview, and uh, certainly we see them come under attack. But we got a country in disarray. We're talking about the Speaker of the House position right now. We understand that perhaps as early as tomorrow uh, the vote will be happening on Jim Jordan. But uh, Pastor Jim, you were mentioning that we need to get somebody outside this this political system that's not wearing that banner of you know an RRD behind their name. What kind of person uh, would you recommend for this position? Well, um, a non-elected speaker um, is going to, I think, have a better chance of navigating the moral mess. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the House of Representatives truly are representative of what's happening in the United States right now. We are in moral, we are in uh, disarray on so many levels because we have uh, forgotten what it means to be human under God. We need somebody who's got um, courage, a, a track record of holding uh, corrupt politicians accountable, uh, somebody who's um, who understands the system of, uh, and, and values the rule of law and separation of powers, um, somebody who can see what's going on on a national stage and can and, and understands the patterns and can connect the dots, uh, somebody who's willing to put, uh, who's, who's, who understands that a budget is a moral document, and that if, if the budget's going to originate in the House of Representatives, it needs to have every single time a rider for a personhood amendment that protects all people equally, including and especially the weakest, most vulnerable pre-born boy or girl, the future citizens of this country who are in the womb still, yeah. so or will be. So I, th- this is the kind of person we need. And it's really, I think it's a, it's a, it's a happy uh, situation that the House was able to get rid of Kevin McCarthy. I was, I was kind of saddened that he was put in there because it's the same. Uh, and th- these are th- these are unprecedented times to call for unprecedented mm. situations. We got it like like re- like removing Neville Chamberlain as prime minister during World War II. He paved the way for Winston Churchill. Removing Kevin McCarthy was the first step to finding a courageous moral leader. And war, which is what we're in, and I've been saying this for months now, the United States is in an internal war. There's a coup going on, and we need wartime leaders. Somebody who understands clear-eyed, courageous moral champion with a track record. I mean, somebody, I mean, quite frankly, I don't, I mean, I don't know, but you could have somebody like an Alan Keyes, for example, who, who was instrumental in helping Ronald Reagan with the Mexico City policy that bans the use of federal funds in, in, uh, in, in international abortions. So this is the kind of moral leadership that, that I'm talking about. Pastor Jim Harden with us here today. Uh, you're in the state of New York. We know what's going on in New York City. Just uh, atrocious to learn that the New York City becoming the first U.S. city to offer on-demand virtual abortion access. You're in New York. Explain for us exactly what's taking place in NYC. New York City is the—if New York State is the capital of abortion in the United States, New York City is the abortion capital globally. A lot of policies and ideas come straight out of New York City that impu- that influence, um, you know, uh, the uh, nation states to uh, third world countries in particular, basically holding them a ca- uh, captive to pro-abortion uh, sentiments. And, and uh, so New York City is the the cap the home and the headquarters of, of the largest abortion business on the globe, Planned Parenthood in Manhattan. And so they're 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 doing all they can to increase the uh, infrastructure of pro-abortion kind of uh, telehealth, and that means women call in and and get get their abortions uh, sent to them in the mail. This they're they're stockpiling uh, abortion drugs. They're going to give them away for free at uh, you know abortion clinics through abortion clinics. They have uh, passed legislation to protect abortionists from criminal liability when violating other states' laws, such as, you know, pro-life states. It is currently against the law, federal law, Comstock Act, to ship these drugs across state lines and U.S. borders. 
but they don't care. They're thumbing their nose at it. Um, they they are they have opened up business for abortion tourism. They're they're vying for for New York State to be an abortion tourism destination. We've already gotten ten thousand additional people coming in from out of state, women, to get abortions here, and they're sending these drugs spoked out to all the women's homes all across the country. This is uh, a, 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 a this is a conspiracy to uh, essentially reject federal law, and uh, and it, and it's really a, a violation of of women's um, rights. That certainly a violation of their ability to to get ethical medical care, uh, while essentially saying claiming fraudulently that these drugs are safer than Tylenol, if you can believe that. The most recent study came out: one in ten women who start the chemical abortion process wind up in the emergency room. That doesn't sound like it's safer than Tylenol to me. Sepsis, hemorrhaging, pelvic inflammatory disease, ectopic misdiagnosis, ectopic pregnancy, death. In New York State, is a recent expose came out basically saying New York State, including New York City, um, perpetrates serial medical malpractice through the abortion industry. And yet, what are they doing? While, while protecting this 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 fraudulent a uh, billion dollar abortion industry that gets them elected to office, they're attacking their only competition, pro-life pregnancy centers, not just through ignoring the, the domestic terror attacks against us and, this, and encouraging censorship against us through Google and Yelp, but, but weaponizing legislation against us to investigate us, pro-life pregnancy centers, because we're, we're quote, limited service pregnancy centers, harming women uh, by keeping them from getting the, the care, they, the, 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 the abortions they need. The only thing that we don't do is abortion, right? We don't, we don't, we don't provide a refer for abortion. And the, the only thing that abortionists do is abortion. Yes. I mean, who's limited? Who's limited? Right? They are. They're, in, they're, they're doing it for a fee. We do all, all everything that we do is for, for, for actually for free. So, I mean, we've got a, a serious situation and that's exactly um, the kind of vision that this, um, these pro-abortion politicians have for the entire country. Mark my words. If the Biden administration and pro-abortion Democrats get their way and get power back in the, in the House of Representatives and maintain control over the executive branch, they will make abortion a fundamental human right. And that's not codifying Roe. That goes way beyond codifying Roe. Right. It will basically mean uh, outlaw all public pro-life activity. That's what they're after. Well, look what they're doing right now, even with this Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. I mean, that was designed to make the workplace more accessible to pregnant women by, you know, requiring employers to uh, provide accommodations to pregnant workers. And now the, the Biden administration is trying to include abortion in the definition of so-called related medical con- conditions. Right. And, you know, what's, what's interesting is that's giving big businesses uh, a way out of having to pay for maternity leave. It's it's saving this this is fascism at, at at its at its at its core. It's saving big business billions of dollars in maternity, uh, you know, pay. So you know, say nothing of 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 the cost of of increased cost of medical care for women that have increasing sized families. So this is <laughs> people aren't seeing the forest for the trees here uh, when it comes to uh, the, the nature of of the future of America. Yeah. Uh, the future of America is, is, is found only in, in building healthy families. The basic unit of society is not the individual who pursues their own passions and appetites. The basic unit of society is a family, mom, dad, male and female, with children. Pastor Jim, uh, you have recently filed a FASAC complaint in federal court. Tell us about it. Yes, we did. We filed a FASAC complaint, Freedom of Access to Clinic, Entrances Act. Um, I happen to hold the, the opinion that the FACE Act, which was signed into law by Bill Clinton in 1994, specifically designed to, to quell pro-life speech or in and around abortion clinics, is unconstitutional on its face. However, it has been used specifically um, to, to, to while, while it has been used specifically to target pro-life people, it's supposed to apply equally when pro-life people are attacked, attacked, okay? I'm not just saying that somebody's using their, 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 their freedom of speech to pray for us outside of, of our offices, which we would love, by the way. Um, it, we're talking about people who actually uh, conspire together to deprive us of equal protection of the law, who conspire together to burn our facilities to the ground, who conspire together to threaten us, threaten our lives, to dox us, and to send people past my house to put, point guns at my children. Yet, uh, I want to send a message. If we're going to have a law in the books, it needs to be enforced equally. 
So we filed a face act complaint against two per- two perpetrators that have been found and arrested uh, by because of the tips that we gave to the police, and 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 they have been arrested. One of them was uh, was indicted by the Erie County DA. This is uh, the county that houses Buffalo, and she was uh, sentenced and she pled guilty to a face act violence. She, she, her actions def- were defined as um, you know face act violations, although she wasn't charged with a face act violation. Where Attorney General Merrick Garland, under oath, when asked about uh, the attacks on pro-life prisoners, specifically Compass Care, what would you do about the FACE Act? It doesn't seem like you're applying it equally. Uh, he said, well, if we can find them, well, it's difficult to find them because they're committing these crimes in the dark, right? Um, well, we, would, we would apply the FACE Act equally. Now we found somebody. Now they've been indicted. Uh, now they've been sentenced. Uh, and they pled guilty. Where's the DOJ? Right. Where are they? 300 and over 310 attacks. Well, I want to send a message to the DOJ and the FBI. Well, um, that you need to apply the law equally and show the world that uh, they're not. Uh, you said you would, and you're not. So we're going to file. We're going to we're, we're going to investigate ourselves because the FBI won't. We're going to indict. I'm not sorry, indict, but uh, file suits even though you're unwilling to indict, and send a message to these pro-abortion Antifa extremists. You, they are anarchists at heart. And I want to. I want them to think twice about about engaging in in, in their anarchy, pro-abortion anarchy, and have them see what it's like to 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 confront the rule of law. You know, you're, you're, it's going to cost you something if you want to if you want to misbehave and destroy civilized order in this way. It's not, civilized nations do not uh, threaten each other or destroy other people's property simply because they disagree with their with their neighbor's position on. Um, on saving all people, protecting all people. Yeah, and how many of these perpetrators have actually had their homes surrounded by the FBI with guns pointed, arresting them in front of their children? Exactly. Where? Where exactly? Where is the dawn SWAT raids on bona fide pro-abortion terrorists, mm-hmm. Antifa, James Revenge terrorists? Because they're all over the country. They even say they're all over the country. They have to communicate, telling everybody they're going to continue to do this. Where, where's the, Where's the manhunt? Uh, why isn't uh, Kristen Clark, who who is the Assistant Attorney General in, uh, uh, under Merrick Garland, uh, engaging uh, in press releases and, and denouncements of the violence? But she's not because she's she is a known BLM Antifa supporter. She's for defunding the, the local police, and she's vehemently opposed to pro-life pregnancy centers. So your your action's been filed in federal court. Is that where it sits at this point? Yep, it's in federal court, um, Western District of of New York. And um, <clears throat> we're hoping that uh, these actions, we're, we're asking the, the judge to engage in compensatory and punitive damages against them uh, ex- and re- return our, uh, basically cover our costs and expenses for investigations and attorney's fees, as well as enjoying these people from coming within 100 feet of any pro-life organization in New York State. Uh, but right now, <clears throat> um, the defendants have been notified, they've been served. And uh, uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But a lot of these Antifa f- uh, folks refuse to show up in court, and uh, which will give us a default uh, judgment. But right now, uh, Judge Lawrence Villardo is presiding, and uh, he was appointed by the Obama administration. So we're hoping to get a fair shake. We'll see. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we've got more to unfold here, especially we'll be looking at the state of Ohio uh, with issue one on the ballot. Early voting's begun in Ohio, and uh, folks, it's, it, it is tragic to see the results of, of uh, what this is seeking to do as far as uh, the killing of the preborn up to the time of birth. We'll be right back. Nearly every common behavioral problem is considered to be a disease in American culture today. Gambling, overeating, and certainly drugs and alcohol. But God's Word lovingly tells us the truth about the very heart of addiction. Yet the Bible is a neglected resource for those who suffer from these so-called addictions. One of the reasons for this is that people choose to believe the theories and ideas of mankind that the disease renders them powerless to overcome the problem. However, a Christian is not powerless and has the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to enable them to say no to choices that will mentally enslave them. In the book, The Heart of Addiction, biblical counselor Mark Shaw confronts these life-dominating sins and provides biblical tools to help us examine our heart's motives at the root of addiction and how to obtain victory. The Heart of Addiction is available for a donation of $15 or more to VCY America. Ask for it when you call 1-800-729-9829. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America here as we discuss the battle for life. Pastor Jim Harden is with us today from the Compass Care Pregnancy Services in New York. And uh, Pastor Jim, for those who would like more information about your center, the work that you're doing, uh, provide for us a website, if you would. Sure. If, if anybody would like to know more about how Compass Care is serving women and saving babies in the abortion capital of the United States, you can go to compasscarecommunity.com. It's compasscarecommunity.com. And uh, friends, check it out there. And uh, Pastor Jim has been with us uh, several times here on Crosstalk, and including when uh, their uh, their center was firebombed there in Buffalo. And uh, you can go to compasscarecommunity.com uh, for more information. Uh, we have many people listening right now uh, in Ohio, Pastor Jim. Uh, early voting has already begun. A very critical issue on the ballot, it's known as Issue 1. Uh, as Liberty Council points out, this proposed amendment would alter the Constitution of Ohio to enshrine a constitutional right for Ohioans to, to make and carry out one's own reproductive decisions. Uh, that would allow for unlimited abortion access and override all Ohio abortion laws. We understand the Speaker pro temp in the uh, Ohio House of Representatives, Tim Gintner, who is also a pastor, is calling this a deceptively written radical ballot initiative. Uh, a lot of Ohioans are, are faced, they're seeing quite a, a, a advertising campaign uh, for and against Issue 1. Sadly, uh, they've got a, a spot with a pastor that's pushing for Issue 1 to be passed. Your comments here on Issue 1 in Ohio. Oh, well... Issue one in Ohio is a manifestation of the pro-abortion Democrats on the lead-up to the 2024 presidential election cycle. This is um, a way for them to raise awareness uh, about abortion, but they're raising awareness in terms of the propaganda that they've that they've set. What they're what they're they're basically telling lies. They refuse to talk about what abortion actually is. They refuse to talk about what they really want. But this does demonstrate what, de- what pro-abortion Democrats really want. Abortion on demand uh, without qualification all the way up until through all nine months of pregnancy and beyond. No one can dispute that. Now they tried that they were put back on their heels when Ron DeSantis was asked about uh, his position on abortion in, in an interview. And uh, he said, well, the, the Democrats' true position is abortion on demand without qualification. And that was, you know, they wanted to deny that because it's very unpopular. But what they're saying is, to get these to get these amendments passed in the Constitution, the civil rights you know, like I said, you want to make abortion a fundamental story. This is their vision: make abortion a civil right. When when and 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 like Samuel Leo said in his majority opinion with the Dobbs case, as soon as Roe versus Wade was decided, making essentially abortion the law of the land, um, it was on a collision course with the Constitution. Why? Because when government creates uh, rights, they will ultimately uh, conflict with the inalienable rights that God gives humanity. For example, a woman's right to an abortion is going to ultimately conflict with a child's right to life. Um, so, you know, this, this particular amendment is getting passed through propaganda, not through education. They're insisting that Republicans are going to deny women contraception, they're going to, de- they're going to deny women miscarriage, care, and they're going to die on the operating tables, that they're going to send women to jail for getting abortions. But never has anybody ever proposed anything like that that I'm aware of in any state. And so, so, so what, what they're actually going to do and what this kind of amendment will do is it will make public pro-life activity a violation of a woman's civil right. They will, they will begin to interpret a pastor's pro-life message uh, denouncing abortion as a, a, a means to uh, conspire to deny a woman's of her civil right, which would be punishable by jail time or fines. The same thing goes with pregnancy centers. Mark my words, the goal of the 2024 presidential election cycle is to is to is to is to raise awareness around these things and and throw a trump card down on all the and rob all the people of their ability to uh, to regulate abortion through these constitutional amendments or through uh, legislation at the federal level enshrining abortion as a fundamental human right, thereby attacking our First Amendment inalienable right to uh, religious liberty and freedom of speech. It will become illegal and impossible in the public square to be pro-life. And that's what they want. And that's the, the, the whole goal is to re-engineer society, destroy the family unit, and destroy uh, you know, women and children in the process. 
Uh, this is this is a very dangerous moment. And New York State's facing the same thing. New York State, again, it's all a political move. New York State has is the most pro-abortion state next to, I don't know, North Korea and China, maybe. This has got the most liberal abortion laws in the books. What are they doing? They're doing something similar to Ohio. They're going to do a constitutional amendment, uh, this, this ballot initiative, this, this coming year, specifically to enshrine abortion in the Constitution as a civil, uh, civil right in the Constitution. Why? Not because the, uh, there, there's a lack of abortion in New York. Obviously, there's not. It's already legal all the way through nine months of pregnancy. It's already legislated in that, in that way. It's a political ploy to raise awareness, to, to, to garner more votes, to, to, to swing um, you know, uh, the Republicans' uh, seats in the House away from Republicans to Democrats. Which would make Hakeem, what's his name, uh, Jeffries. The, the Jeffries, mm-hmm. yeah, the uh, the House uh, Speaker, and you'd not, now you'd have New York as as the leader of the House and and of the Senate with Chuck Schumer. This is a worst case scenario. People need to be very very aware that uh, that Satan's alive and well. Yeah. He's working on, on multiple fronts, as you and I spoke earlier. Yeah, indeed. And friends in Ohio, uh, please know the importance of your understanding what the issues are. You've got to get past the rhetoric of what's what's taken place there and and uh, some of the, uh, the sob stories that are be- being given. But understand that uh, this initiative is all about the taking of preborn life up until the moment of birth. And uh, friends, uh, that is uh, right now early voting going on in Ohio. Uh, we understand uh, with the election day coming up here in early November as well, uh, the importance of your understanding the issue participating in the election and and also informing others uh, as well. Uh, and uh, it's New York. It's also Colorado that is looking to their state constitution to secure access as well. And uh, friends, we are living in very perilous times, even as Scripture uh, forewarns is uh, is taking place. Uh, Pastor Jim, I, by the way, folks, let me open our phone lines here today. If you have a question you'd like to ask of our guest today or a brief comment, our number to crosstalk is 800-733-9829. That's one 800 733-9829. Uh, we understand we've got some conflicting cases uh, in the appellate courts uh, regarding the abortion pill. Uh, has the U.S. Supreme Court uh, decided yet? Are they going to receive such a case? That is a great question. The Fifth Circuit um, moderated the ruling of the lower court, uh, U.S. District Court um, in the Northern District of Texas out of Amarillo, with uh, Judge Matthew Kaczmarek. Um, they, they did uphold parts of his uh, overturning of the FDA's illegal approval of mifepristone, the dangerous chemical abortion drug. Um, but uh, the Supreme Court has, is still reviewing it. Everything, all, all lower court rulings have been stayed at this point in time, and the Supreme Court is reviewing it and trying, going to make a determination as to whether or not uh, they'll step in and hear it again. If the Supreme Court decides that they have an appetite to hear it, that probably means that they're going to uh, uh, be more conservative than the Fifth Circuit. Um, the Fifth Circuit basically said, you got to take all, uh, all, all of Mr. Pristone's regulations back to the year 2000 when it was first offered up in the marketplace. Um, it needs to be you know, uh, se- severely monitored um, by, um, by physicians, and all adverse effects need to be reported to the FDA. Um, and women actually need to be uh, given this medication in person by physicians uh, and then monitored closely because these drugs are so dangerous and causing, including death. So if the Supreme Court decides to pick it up, and this is a big if, uh, they will likely tell the FDA to, to go back to the drawing board and do their job and, and determine the safety and efficacy. Use the protocols that they have in place, gold standard stuff, and determine safety and efficacy of this drug. And the abortion industry is scared to death that that will happen because they know the drug is so dangerous it would never make it through the FDA's protocols uh, for determining safety and efficacy. So I, I believe that uh, the chemical abortion drug, mifepristone, is a uh, an example of the violation a violation of the third provision of the Nuremberg Code, which requires animal testing of of drugs and procedures before um, it goes to to be used uh, in, in in human trials. That, I don't think that ever happened with mifepristone. It certainly didn't happen with certain uh, surgical abortion procedures. This is same thing. Same thing goes with transgenders. I mean, you look at Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry is 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 engaging in reproductive medicine that is, I believe, uh, ex, you know, <laughs> experimental. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, this is this is really bad. You can't just go around experimenting on human populations. 
uh, we, 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 the Nazis did this, Nazi doctors did this, and it was found to be crimes against humanity. And yet somehow or other, uh, the medical community and, and, and government through the FDA is ignoring those ethical provisions. Friends will be praying for the U.S. Supreme Court. They've been holding conferences about cases to take. This is a very critical issue facing our nation right now, and uh, and uh, certainly be praying that they would have the wisdom as to uh, their, uh, their getting engaged on this matter, and uh, certainly the lives of the preborn are at stake. Uh, the uh, Supreme Court's term just began October 1st, and uh, and uh, be praying as they consider the cases that will be on their docket. Our phone number to Crosstalk today, 800-733-9829. Let's begin with David in Phoenix, Arizona. David, you're on the air. I appreciate what you're doing, and I'm curious if you've looked into the judge on the case having an oath of office on file to support the Constitution. We know that none of Joe Biden's cabinet members have a valid oath of office on file. It's been discovered through Freedom of Information Act requests. And it's surprising that more people aren't going that route to check it out because they're not actually able to enter the duties of office till they take into that. Okay. Uh, are you familiar here, Pastor Jim, with uh, the violation of oath of office? I have heard that, uh, there, that there are certain cabinet members that have do not have an oath of office on file. Uh, I don't know what the status is on any of that, but I, but I think um, David's right. Um, you know, uh, it certainly is a, uh, you know, a very disconcerting thing to consider that you've got people that are supposed to be upholding the rule of law, constitutional rule of law in particular. Um, and, uh, and we, we can see by their performance that they're not. So what does that mean? Um, and uh, will will they be able to? Ha- can we hold them accountable if they have not taken an oath of office? Thank you, David. Let's go to Josh in Waukesha, Wisconsin. You're on the air, Josh. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, I really think that uh, what this whole abortion idea and this whole uh, their goal really is to get people to, like the Nazis did, participate in atrocities, sear their conscience, whether it's through supporting or participating in an abortion or the homosexuality and LBG, LBG movement, all this nonsense. It's, it's getting people to participate in a sinful activity that sears their conscience so that they have blind, deaf uh, foot soldiers for the corrupt government mm-hmm. that they're participating and supporting, uh, whether it's communism or Nazis or the uh, government we're, we're dealing with that is uh, just defying the Constitution any chance they, they can get away with it. Okay, thank you for the comments here, Pastor Jim. We know that that uh, there is a very much a hand-in-glove relationship between the promotion of the LGBT agenda and the, the likes of Planned Parenthood. I mean, from the standpoint that, uh, that, that many are mutilating their bodies and, 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 and sterilization of their bodies that will prevent them from ever having uh, a, a child born to them. Yeah, it's a destruction of the image of God. I mean, you, you mentioned it earlier on, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. And uh, he, he seeks to destroy the image of God on earth, and in particular, destroying uh, the actual lives. And if you can't destroy the physical lives, they'll destroy their ability uh, to, to, to participate in, uh, in producing other ones. Friends, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Our number, I've got some open lines here, 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY America Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. This week we're hearing from liberals, our progressives, whatever you want to call them, from all over the world, crying Israel as an apartheid state, a racist state, an occupier. Well, first off, even the Quran says the land belongs to them. But of course, ultimately, the Bible does, God's word. Are they an apartheid state? Are they a racist state? Well, going back to the presidency of George H. Bush, U.S. Senator uh, Rudy Boschowitz, he raised a lot of money as a Jewish businessman and U.S. Senator for Israel to bring black Ethiopian Jews out of Ethiopia who are being persecuted. And that has happened many times with many operations over the years. Really, an apartheid racist state bringing black Ethiopian Jews to the safety of Israel and integrating them into the community. Oh, yeah, and then the Arabs, they can hold office being the Knesset on the Supreme Court. These are the facts many don't know. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. We talked about the, you know, hand in glove with the uh, the pro-abortion movement, with the LGBT movement. We also have the environmental movement that fits hand in glove with this as well. I just saw a story here earlier this month from LifeNews.com about the left wanting oceans to have human rights, but not unborn babies. You know, we want to declare hu- human uh, a body of water, or sometimes it's been a tree or even an animal, uh, giving them such rights, but not the preborn baby. Folks, we got a problem. We got a problem in this nation. It is a spiritual problem. It is a moral problem that needs to be solved. The answer is found in Jesus Christ. And friends, uh, man's heart is depraved. It's turned away from God. And uh, certainly we need to be ambassadors for him. Our guest today is Pastor Jim Harden. Their website, compasscarecommunity.com. That's compasscarecommunity.com. Let's go to Paul in Wheelersburg, Ohio. Paul, you're on the air. Hi, yes, I was just going to state that uh, when the children of Israel fell away from God, that uh, they worshipped idols and Baal, and uh, that this abortion thing is nothing more than idolatry, which is what the children of Israel did when they fell away from God. That's all I had to say. Okay, thank you. very much, uh, uh, you know, we we saw, uh, Pastor Jim, I mean, the, the very essence of Baal worship was offering the, the, their babies uh, to, to, to be killed in order to please the gods. I mean, very much uh, idol worship is involved. No doubt about it. In fact, you know, if you want to look at how, how evil matures, evil comes to its maturity, and you can see it um, in in terms of the destruction of human sexuality and the destruction of um human beings at their at their at the earliest age possible you know just look at scripture it's full first and second kings first and second chronicles jeremiah ezekiel isaiah they all denounce the child sacrifice that is going yeah. on it's even yeah. found in the mosaic law in exodus and leviticus you know even somebody accidentally harmed a pregnant woman and she miscarries as an accident eye for an eye tooth for two life for life what does god think of protecting preborn boys and girls well um, it'd be better if, if if somebody were to harm these. And Jesus said, it'd "Be better if somebody were to have a heavy millstone hung around their neck yeah. and be cast into the sea than if they were to harm one of these little ones of mine." He's very interested in protecting the weak and the vulnerable, especially especially the premature boy or girl. And so ought his people to be very interested in that. Indeed. Uh, so yeah, it, it's the height of evil, and it needs to be combated. Cynthia is calling from Rich Hill, Missouri. Cynthia, you're on the air. Yes, I say um, I appreciate y'all and. All this mess is like I don't explain it, but all this mess is it's been planned years in advance. They want to destroy over half the population, all the rich folk. And I just I pray for them, even though I don't like them. I have to love them and pray for them because God said so. And I thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the call. Well, there is. Certainly uh, much evil in the world, and uh, it belongs amongst all classes of people, but we find that the Scripture says that the heart itself is deceitful above all things, desperately wicked. Who can know it? And uh, certainly there is a lust for control. There is a lust for power that is that has taken place today. And uh, we see that that lust that has uh, turned people away from God, Pastor Jim, and uh, certainly brought about, you know, the, the, the very mess that we are in today. No, yes, it really has. I mean, you know, Jesus said it would happen. There, there, he, he did talk about what would happen in the last days, how people's love would grow cold, how things would proceed from bad to worse, mm-hmm. how people would be lovers of money, lovers of self, um, haters of good. Um, that's what we're seeing right now, and it's it, it's accelerating, and you can see it accelerating. You can almost feel it accelerating. Yeah. Yes. And Christians need to be careful not to let our love grow cold, as Cynthia was talking about. Mm-hmm. we got to keep praying for them. we got to keep praying for This is an opportunity God is giving people of faith. This is what faith is for, times like these. So let's step in. Let's not step away. Yeah. Let's, let, let's get more involved, not less involved. Amen. And see, see what the Lord does. Let's go to Patrick next in Winnebago, Illinois. You're on the air, Patrick. Yes, sir. I would just like to thank you for your radio station that has basically brought me back to God. Hmm. I was raised a Catholic and the only thing that we knew was, of course, I'm 80 years old, which is, <laughs> hmm. it's a long time since I was, had the Catholic teaching, but the only way you could get to heaven was by good works. 
and now I've found a difference. I'm saved, uh, and I just want to thank you and your radio station and all your people because it sure has brought me back to going into the Bible and finding out what's what. Amen. Amen. And amen to that, I say. God bless you, Patrick. Thank you for the call. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for the call here today. And uh, truly, uh, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And uh, certainly uh, the Bible is our sole source of authority, not tradition, uh, but uh, not ritual, but that relationship with Jesus Christ. We're going to squeeze one last call in. Kay in Kansas, you're on the air. Uh, Yes, thank you for taking my call and for um, talking about this topic. Um, I I guess my my question would be for um, Christian men and women is what does God's word say yeah. to do about murder? Hmm. What does what did He tell Noah? What did He tell um, Israel? What what does God say about that? God has a lot to say, and it's a little bit different than where we stopped short in America. Thank you, Kay, for the comments. And Jim, that really harkens back to the previous caller. It's the authority of God. It's the authority of God's word. That's right. It is. I mean. When when Noah came out of the flood, God says you're not you shall not shed another man's blood. Why? Because we're made in His image. That's why we get human dignity from God. We are invaluable because of whose image we're made. Therefore, we're inviolable. We should not be violated, no matter where we are, inside the womb or out. We understand God's heart because He's revealed it to us in Scripture, inspired by. His Holy Spirit. It's His book, and that's how we know that He's our authority. We're not our own authority. The government um, needs to, we understand what unjust laws are by virtue of the fact that we know what right is and we know what good is because God has shown us Himself who we're designed as humans to reflect. And only when we reorient ourselves back to God through Christ and the shadow of the cross will we be able to see rightly and, and behave appropriately. Pastor Jim Harden today, folks, the website, compasscarecommunity.com, compasscarecommunity.com. So much to be in prayer about for our nation. And yes, in regard to Israel, the matters happening in the Middle East as well. Critical times, friends. Let's be salt and let's be light. Pastor Jim, thanks for being with us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And friends, we thank you for joining us also on this program called Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Take Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208, or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.